Poised for Exit is a show for business owners who want to achieve a successful future exit based on their own terms. Your business exit will likely be the biggest financial transaction of your life. And for most, you'll have one shot at doing it right. The topics and guests we feature and the stories they share will provide valuable ideas and strategies to improve operations and grow enterprise value so you can achieve the best possible exit outcome. Now here's your host, Julie Keys. Welcome everyone to Poised for Exit, the podcast show for business owners. In this episode, we are going to talk with the president of a community bank about financing the sale of a business. Now, this is whether you're thinking about buying or selling a business. If that's the case for you, then this episode is definitely one you're going to listen to. But first, I'd like to hear from our show sponsors, Baker Tilly, Sunbelt Business Advisors, and Village Bank. You wouldn't go deep sea fishing without a guide or skydive without an instructor. So don't sell your business without a broker. Now is a great time to sell a business. Many are selling at a premium. Contact a business broker at sunbeltminnesota.com or call Sunbelt Business Advisors at 612-455-0880 and get a free confidential business valuation so you'll know what your business might be worth. Because selling your business is the biggest financial decision you may ever make. There is a record number of buyers looking for businesses right now. It is a seller's market. You could list, sell, and get more for your business now and start the next successful chapter of your life. Call 612-455-0880 today or visit sunbeltminnesota.com. Minnesota's largest seller of companies. 612-455-0880, sunbeltminnesota.com. Are you looking for a bank that supports entrepreneurs? If you're searching for a bank to grow with you and your business, Village Bank would like to welcome you to their village. Village Bank is an entrepreneur's bank built by an entrepreneur for entrepreneurs. Village is ready to help businesses grow and make a community strong. If you want a bank that understands what it takes to build something special and puts relationships first, connect with Village. Follow Village Bank on Facebook and LinkedIn or visit www.villagebankonline.bank. Again, that's villagebankonline.bank. It takes a village to accomplish business goals. At advisory and accounting firm Baker Tilly, we serve as value architects to help companies enhance and protect their value as they prepare to exit their business. Our team utilizes a rigorous approach to guide business owners through their transition, and we work with your other advisors to coordinate all aspects of a successful exit plan. Visit us at bakertilly.com to see how we can help. Baker Tilly, now for tomorrow. Ladies and gentlemen, we are here today with Alicia Webb, president of Village Bank Alicia, welcome back to Poised for Exit. Oh, thanks so much for having me. This is fun. <laughs> so good to have you back. There's so much to talk about, right? Mm-hmm. Life yeah. has changed. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. It's been several months since you were on the show, and we're going to talk a little bit more today about SBA financing, which I'm super excited about. I know that there are a lot of listeners that want to know more about that, You know, whether they're thinking about buying or selling, as I said in the introduction. Um, But before we do that, I know that we've talked about your background before, but for those who haven't heard that episode or know that much about you, maybe you could just give us a a minute or two on 
all about Alicia. Oh, wow. So I'm a villager, <laughs> Julie. I'm a villager. I am the president of Village Bank. Um, I've been a banker for over 26 years. I've had experience at a couple other banks, and I brought that experience back home to our village. And um, our village is a bank that supports the local entrepreneur. We're a top SBA lender in the state, both in the 7A program and the 504 program. Mm -hmm. And um, I think why... Our village has been it has done well, and why I've done well as a president there is because we always put relationships first. You know, my dad started the bank uh, almost twenty eight years ago now, or over twenty eight years ago now, mm. almost twenty nine years ago. And I think what's so important is that one of his main values, one of the reasons why he started Village Bank was because he put relationships first. And as an entrepreneur, he understand he understood how important it was to have access to your banker, for your banker to sit and actually open their ears and listen mm -hmm. to the creative ideas that help them thrive, help entrepreneurs thrive. And when it's tough and entrepreneurs have to get creative and they have to figure it out and survive. And so that's what we do at Village Bank. We earn it, we own it, and um, we're really proud of the work that we've done for Main Street over, you know, the last year. Well, I'm hearing really good things. And, you know, when you talk about the fact that relationship is so important, it's, you know, you hit the nail on the head for any business owner out there listening. I'm sure they're nodding their head in agreement. I literally had this very conversation today with a client mm -hmm. of mine whose business is out in Washington State, so unfortunately not a candidate for Village Bank, but he was lamenting the fact that his relationship isn't what it should be with his current bank and and the service isn't the best, and they don't really, they don't really seem to be paying a whole lot of attention mm -hmm. to what he needs and what his questions are, and, and he's got a good thing going, so he's going to move on. And good. And I hope he finds a good community yeah, banker yeah. out there. I really, mm -hmm. I feel very uh, passionate about community banking, obviously our village, but all community yeah, banks, because that's where that relationship starts. Yep. And that's where community banks actually allow their teams, mm -hmm. in my case, our villagers to take the time to get to know the client mm -hmm. and understand the client. Because quite frankly, if you're a banker and you're at the table, you're the advocate for your client when we're sitting around voting on new credit and where they fit and how it fits. And so um, I, I encourage those relationships. And, um, yeah, if he can't find someone, let me know. Maybe I can look up Washington and who's out there. There you go. <laughs> Absolutely. Good idea. So uh, before the show started, we were talking about how things are out there right mm. now, what the market conditions are like, and the fact that you guys are doing so many more acquisition loans than you were the last time we talked. Things have definitely shifted. So let's talk about that. Why do you think your phone is ringing? What's going on with these business owners wanting to sell? You know, the, it's interesting. I think that right now is a time much like it was back in 7, 8, 9, um, where owners decided we're going to get out. We got through the downturn. We're going to get out and sell. And I think right now there's a lot of that generation out there that's saying we're going to uh, exit after COVID. We don't want to go through that again. Mm -hmm. We don't want to upgrade our technology, maybe have a lot of change management with our teams. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of folks out there that said, I'm not working for that big company anymore. I'm going to go live out my dream and acquire a business, start a business, grow a business. And, you know, villager, villagers are raising their hands saying, how can I help? Mm -hmm. And so we've seen the acquisition business just 
it's it's been amazing. Um, and not just amazing from all these acquisitions happening, but getting to know these new owners mm-hmm. and the creativity that they're bringing to the table, the ideas that they're bringing to the table, the technology that they're bringing to the table to do the business a little differently. Um, and so we're excited to be a part of that. It's also heartwarming when you get to watch someone exit successfully. Yes, or I, enter successfully. Yes, right? yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just got goosebumps when I saw that because... You want people to, um, you know, they're always a little sad when they exit, they wonder, but then, you know, they, I think they hit that moment where they're like, wow, I did it, you know, because they did. I mean, there's a lot of unsuccessful stories. So we can be part of that financing package today um, to help them exit successfully. And I will say right now is such a great time. Um, It's only until the end of um, September now, but the government is still making Mm -hmm. principal and interest payments for 7A loans. Mm -hmm. So closing before the end of September, you'd have three months of principal and interest payments made for 7A loans. Wow. That's That's just a wonderful program for on entrepreneurs, um, new or old alike, right? It's just a great program. And at the end of September, that program ends for the 7A program. You mm-hmm. know, I'm willing to put a little money on the fact that something probably will be out there again next year. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so too. Yeah, I, I, I've got some clients who aren't really ready and, mm. and would like to be able to take advantage of that, but they're just starting some conversations. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a couple of them are um, companies that have internal um, po- you know, prospective buyers, let's say mm, that. Okay, mm-hmm. not actually not sure yet if that's the path that they're going to take, but we think that it's the path they're going to take. And if they do, then they're going to need some financing um, to be able to make it happen mm. at some point. Um, so my advice there, I mean, just sorry, I've top my head whenever I hear something, I want to yeah. solve it. So I worked with a plumbing company, and I I, I w- did the I did the first loan for this company. I just love these people to this day. I still know them so well. And um, they started a company probably about 12 years ago. Um, and then the management team that they had in place, it was a husband and wife. Mm-hmm. They wanted them to take over the business and buy the business from them. What didn't happen was they didn't know the financial background of the management team that was in place. Right. And so by the time they came to the table and said, okay, we're ready to sell. Okay, we're ready to buy. We had to do a pause and we had to say, we need this in order and this needs to get cleaned up. And it it was an SBA loan, right? It was a great SBA loan, government backed, et cetera. But it took another three years and Mm. now they've sold and it's wonderful, but it took longer than what this owner had expected it to take. And so I think that in, in the situation you just described, how do we get them to the table? So at least a bank is looking at it and saying, you're ready whenever you're ready. Or, hey, let's get these things in a better in a better, in better shape for you mm-hmm. so you get these rates or these terms that are better for you long term. Absolutely. I recommend that for every company that I know is planning to do an internal transition because you don't know how bankable, right, the buyers are, really. We don't always know all of their personal affairs. And it's important to know what you're up against mm-hmm. or not, maybe mm-hmm. not up against anything. But like you said, what you know in advance, you can actually do something about. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, expectations are are met easier that way when everybody's clear and candid and kind of has a, a map, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Um, so let's talk about prices, um, business, like 
valuations. I know you're, like you said, you're doing a lot of um, buy side, sell side. Mm -hmm. What are you seeing? Increases, decreases? What's the future hold for? I mean, let's get your crystal ball out. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my crystal ball. Your crystal ball. So I, I mean, yeah, crystal ball, right? This is just my educated guess on on, uh, what I see in the market. Everything's expensive, right? Everything's expensive. And it can be expensive because rates are low. Mm-hmm. And because there's so much liquidity in the market, the government has pumped so much money into the market um, through stimulus checks, through PPP loans, through SBA loans and making payments. I mean, just we can go on and on and on. Right. But the government's pumped a lot of money into the economy. And so right now, balance sheets are inflated with liquidity and with cash. Um, we mm-hmm. can't get inventory fast enough to make products. You know, what is it today? We can't find boats. We can't find fences. We can't find patio furniture anymore. Exactly. Yeah. And so businesses are selling for top dollar today. Um, I think it's just going to continue to increase. You know, if you are interested in purchasing a business today and you think you might be there, maybe the asking price is more um, than you think the business might be doing revenue. It might be doing in three to five years from now. Asset seller for an earnout, right? Asset seller for some carryback financing where they're financing a portion of it or they're saying, we believe the business is worth X because it will continue to drive this revenue year after year with a 6% increase, 26% increase, whatever that is. And they get paid based off of that, right? Based off of those numbers. So, you know, that's some key points we've been sharing with folks. On the other hand, if you already have a business in place and you're just buying another line of revenue that really is a complement to the business you're already running, Mm -hmm. now might be the time. I mean, now might be the time because you have a new book of customers and an existing book of customers. And if Mm -hmm. you merge that with with ancillary products, your income's going to grow. Yeah. Financing is cheap right now. I right. Mean, we don't like to say that, right? We're a bank, but my gosh. Yeah. This is this is the time. Yeah, it really is. It mm-hmm. really is. And like, you know, to your point, the opportunity for acquisition is pretty high. And I think that it's going to go up. Mm-hmm. I think that there are going to be some of those businesses like you referred to who are just, they've had it and mm-hmm. they want to be done. And those companies will become opportunities for other um, acquirers, Mm -hmm. right, who are looking for roll-up opportunities, who are looking for the add-ons to be able to grow their business horizontally versus vertically. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you're going to have those bright minds that I see come from some of the big companies and they're sick of working for the big company being a W-2. You know, I'd almost encourage, I'd almost encourage entrepreneurs that, even though you might want to be done and out, how do you bring in one of those real creative minds that understands process, understands scaling because they've worked for such a large company? And how do you partner with them to grow your company, right? right. And maybe there's a scaled buyout or maybe there's a scaled ownership there. But I, I've i seen what happens even in banking mm-hmm. when we look at ourselves as a business rather than just a bank, but really a business. And we start to get creativity from outside of our industry into our village and what it can do. And Mm so I would encourage, there's a lot of different ways of exiting and figuring out what's the best strategy for you Mm -hmm. is it's smart. Yeah. I think it's important to look at all of your options and Mm -hmm. to start making some decisions around 
say, for instance, process of elimination. You know, what is it that you really don't want? And then you can kind of back into some of the options that you might have that are appealing to you, mm-hmm. whether it's internal or external. The last thing, though, that we want for business owners is to be backed into a corner and have no options. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. that happens when there's no planning. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, And imagine when they something happens to them and that team is left to pick that up and they don't know what the plan is. Exactly. We don't want that to happen. Yeah. Yeah, we definitely don't want that to happen. So I want to talk a little bit about um, 7A financing and 504s and the difference between the two. And, you know, whether you were acquiring, whether we're, you know, selling and trying to set up financing for the business that we're selling. Uh, Obviously, when we're talking about um, financing like this, there's a threshold, right? Mm -hmm. So maybe you could touch on that first. Like, what's the what's the sweet spot for this type of loan? Oh, absolutely. I mean, the sweet spot, it listen, it varies across the board, right? Mm -hmm. Because it depends. What are you trying to do with that money? What's the Mm -hmm. purpose of that money? It could, like we've been talking about, it could be for acquiring a business. Um, Maybe you're starting a business and you have a space and you want to buy, you know, uh, fixtures and you got to, and you have Mm -hmm. to do the build out, or maybe you need a brand new space and you're going to build that space. You can also use 7A, not just for acquiring a business or financing a buildup, but you can actually build a building and equip the entire building with a 7A. I like to say I like to use the 504 for that, but you can use a 7A if you have an equipment purchase. I think that's a big piece right now. Like if you're a machine shop or manufacturer and you want to purchase that new piece of equipment, I mean, we can go out to 10 years on a 7A. Mm. And so where a conventional loan, you might have a 5% or five-year loan or a seven-year loan, we can actually go out to 10 years. Um, let's say you're going to invest in software or a technology platform that allows your customers to make reservations for, you know, oil change or a service. Mm-hmm. You, the SBA will finance that technology platform or software. They'll actually even finance the salary for that person that's going to build it and run it for you. Wow. They'll finance the marketing and the branding that you're going to do through Google Ads mm-hmm. or through the magazine or through shows like this, right? Like they'll finance all of that because they understand that those are costs that are associated with launching that platform Mm -hmm. and running with it. Mm -hmm. And as long as you can show a trend or a forward, but a forecast, and that shows that it can make the debt service coverage of payments for that loan, they'll finance that. Very interesting. So then when we talk about 504s, mm-hmm. what, uh, let's talk about that, highlights of that. Yeah, so a 504, I always, 504 is an owner-occupied building. So, mm-hmm. I mean, just flat out owner-occupied. So you have to occupy, your business needs to occupy at least 51% of that building. And in that building, it can be the purchase of a new building, and then you, um, you know, you customize it to your business or your tenants' businesses. Um, it can be buying an existing building, building an, a building. Mm-hmm. It can even be remodeling the building that you have. Let's say new roof, new drive, you know, new parking lot, etc. So there's a lot of different use uses for a 504. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had clients. Uh, do a ground up build on a 504, and then all the finance the equipment in the fi- within that loan as well. And what's mm-hmm. really special about a 504 loan is 
It's 10% down, which mm. is different than the traditional, you know, 20 to 30% down. Right. 10% down. Um, the bank keeps half of the loan on its books, which is generally like a seven or 10 year loan. But then we sell half of the loan to the SBA and they have a bond and that's a 20 year fixed rate. So mm. think of where money's at today, you know, prime's at three and a quarter, I believe. Wow. You, you, that, what, and that's not the price of the bond, but wherever that bond is to that price in the month that you close, mm -hmm. they sell that bond, you're fixed for 20 years. Wow. And, and think if you're adding equipment to it, right. right? I mean, that's, so that's just a game changer. That's a game changer. Um, we used to joke back in the day, that's how people get rich because it's, it's this government program that's out there to to entice business owners yeah. to stay in business, to employ others, to support their community and to improve, you know, the community through improving the building. Mm -hmm. Why, if you're a business owner, why wouldn't you do that? And then you think from the investment strategy, you know, you have this operating entity, you're invested there, your service product widget, whatever it is, but now you have another stream of income, which is a real estate. And that tends to, generally always over time go up in value sure and so you have two different assets there as an owner so is it is it uh, required to have uh, real estate be part of the transaction in a 504 technically you could do equipment as well um, but mm. I like to see an equipment run through 7a generally okay um, generally it's real estate okay so 504 is real estate 7a not necessarily mm-hmm Mm -hmm. Got it. Got it. And then if you were going to make a recommendation for a startup, say, for instance. Mm -hmm. 7A. Okay. Mm -hmm. 7A. Now, if that startup included purchasing the real estate, if that mm -hmm. was part of the package, they couldn't just purchase the business, but they had to purchase the real estate, you'd probably go with both products at that point. Mm. Um, you know, I always, it depends, right, what the situation is, but generally that is what I've seen. Mm. That you'd wow. use the 7A to acquire the business. Uh, maybe there'd be some equity, you know, to get through the first three, six months of it. Maybe there'd be some funds to hire a new team. Maybe there'd be some funds for equipment or technology. Um, and then you'd use the 504 to purchase the real estate. Okay, that's good. I'm sure our listeners are taking notes on this one because that was really good information. Thank you for sharing that. Absolutely. We got a couple minutes left, mm -hmm. and I still have a couple more burning questions. Mm -hmm. Okay, um, let's talk about preparation. Mm -hmm. All right, from a lending perspective, mm -hmm. if I'm thinking about buying or thinking about selling, when we talked about like getting in front of the lender and establishing a relationship and, and doing that. But is there anything else that mm -hmm. you can think of? Well, absolutely. I mean, you're going to want to, first of all, get in front of two or three bankers and see where your fit is, right? Um, mm -hmm. I would challenge you to make sure you know what your fit is. I'd lay all your cards on the table and say, uh, this is where we're at. And, 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 and quite frankly, that's if you're buying or you're selling. Sure. Because I think a good banker is going to say, Ooh, you better clean that balance sheet up before anyone even looks at it. Mm -hmm. Or, um, you know, I, I think of a client right now that that's looking to sell their business. There's four owners. There's so many expenses that go out to that ownership, cars, insurance, yeah. you know, right. dividends, et cetera, that, you know, Normalize clean that them. up. 
take yeah. it out, and then this is the true value cash flow of your business. Right, right. And so there's there's those pieces, right? So I would go into that expert. If you're selling your business, unless you have someone internally or you know who's going to buy, you've had you know competitors approach you, yeah. I would hire an expert to help you sell that business because there's a lot of value there that you don't know is there or you think is there and it's not. And right. you need a real true, ex- like they should call you. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> right? you know, and, and partner with someone like Sunbelt, mm, right? Mm, yeah, um, absolutely. To get that done, especially on an external. If it's internal, we don't necessarily need a broker or an investment banker, but if it's external, we definitely do. Absolutely. I mean, Sunbelt mm-hmm. does an incredible job. Mm-hmm. Um, we've worked with them, and I will say that they really get that owner prepped and they get that seller prepped. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's no, you know, last minute issues. They all know what to expect. Mm-hmm. Very important. Well, uh, one more thing I've been seeing in social media, I've been seeing hashtag strong 21 <laughs> and, and I want to know what that means. I think our listeners want to know what that means. So let's talk about that real quick before we wrap up. Absolutely. That's my favorite. I, if I have to say there's one thing that brings me joy, it's strong 21 mm. because it's the story of 21 of our very favorite entrepreneurs and how they're surviving and how they're thriving in this market. You know, it's any, it's everyone from Maddie Lou who makes the sweetest little cupcakes, right? Makes all my daughter's birthday parties more fun um, <laughs> and how she's just killing it with her shops, working right alongside her mom. It's such a great female, you know, mother, daughter, entrepreneurship story to, um, you know, I think of a great business that we have in Minneapolis where, um, you know, they've got three shifts. They're hit hard with COVID and with the airline Mm. industry, and they are doing a great job. They are down there working every day, making sure, um, that their team, that their team is employed and that they are using their resources, gone into new industries, building for new companies. I mean, they're just doing a great job down there. Mm. I think uh, this is the third or fourth president we've been with down there. So it's just been great. I mean, I've watched this company grow and grow and grow and go through all the the pain points a business goes through. Mm-hmm. You know, we've got another great company out of East Bethel that it's a you know, husband and wife that met as high school sweethearts. And, you know, now they've got, I mean, their revenue is in the tens of millions of dollars and they're all over the country. And so I, I, it, they're all such unique stories, mm-hmm. yet the one thing they've gotten, got in common is their passion. They're right. passionate entrepreneurs who are strong 21. And a value match for Village Bank. Oh, absolutely. I mean, mm-hmm. their relationships are so important to us. Mm-hmm. Like you saw, I just got so excited talking about them, yeah. right? They're just yeah. fun. They're yeah. great people. Yeah. Do you have them featured anywhere on your website or? All over LinkedIn, yeah. uh-huh. all over uh, I've Facebook, seen a couple. all over yeah. everywhere. Yeah. Super good. Yeah. Absolutely. And so what's the best way for our listeners to reach you, Alicia? Or just Absolutely. A web at villagebankonline.bank. A web at villagebankonline.bank. It's A and then W E B B. Okay. Or call me number and ask for Alicia. They all know where to find me. Okay. Great. I love that you're so involved. Oh, I that mm. the strong 21 are entrepreneurs like that's why we do it, right? Yeah. That's yeah. if you're not passionate about them, you're not a villager. Yeah. Perfect. Well, thanks for being on the show. I appreciate having you here again and We'll have to do it again in the future. Absolutely. And thanks for all you do for Mm -hmm. entrepreneurs. Absolutely. And also thank you for sponsoring Poised for Exit. We appreciate the support of Village Bank.
Very Thank much you. so. Thanks. For our listeners, you can find this and all of our episodes on the Poised for Exit website at poisedforexit.com, where you can also order a copy of my book, Poised for Exit. Please share this program with your business owner friends and colleagues. We really appreciate you following us and subscribing, and we appreciate your reviews as well. I hope that you can join us again next time. Thanks so much.